Quiet, please. It is time to listen. A sexy and hysterical genius is about to speak. This is unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. And it's your podcast. And it's rooted in God, family, country. You know what it is. Unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. I'm your host, Kevo. Right over here on the couch behind me is none other than the man, the myth, the legend himself. Dude Maximus Beast Meredith. He is a, I don't know, what are you about, uh, 20 inch tall, 22 inch tall English bulldog. He's as handsome as all get out. And that is daddy's boy. He's going to sit in here with me and do this podcast. Ain't that right, buddy? Good boy. Uh, yeah, so he's with me today, too, because he's a little ticked off about uh, stuff going on in this country. Because well, because we should be. We should be aggravated at stuff. But before we get started, before I go too deep into anything, first thing I'd like to do is thank you all for joining and let you know that however you're joining, it means the world to me. God bless you. I hope whatever you're doing and however you're doing it, you're the best at it. God bless you, your family. I hope everybody is healthy and happy. No, I mean, and I mean that. No matter Democrat, Republican, what you are, independent, conservative, liberal, leftist, whatever you are, then I hope you're well. Okay? So, thank you so much for joining. And, take a moment. I can't do it without them. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsor. So, how about a word from them? Our, our, our HTC, we thank you so much for, for being our sponsor. It means the world to us. Because sometimes I say things that, that, you know, is deemed, you know, oh my God, it's controversial. And it's really not. But anyway, can't do it without them. So, how about a word from our friends over at RHTC? Let's go. RHTC is a national leader in construction and industrial-based training. Right here in Western Louisiana, we offer CCO prep courses in all variations of mobile crane as well as tower crane, lattice boom crawler, articulating boom crane and loader, rigging level one and two, signal person, and coming soon, telehandler or extend to reach forklift prep classes. So whether a new career for you, the individual, or needing training for your entire crew, call us at 318-330-9000 or find us at rhtcinc.com again 318-330-9000 or find us at rhtcinc.com god bless all right and that's them our friends over at rhtc we thank you we cannot do it without you means the world to us okay so let's not waste any time uh let's just get right to it all right so you know there's an old, there's a saying, and I say it's an old saying. I don't know if it's an old saying or not, but but you know every movement in the history of movement started with one person. Okay, it's true, right? Every movement. You know, what was the the movement to end slavery? The the movement to uh, uh, the movement for the women. The let's I can't talk. The movement for women's right to vote. Uh, the movement. Here's something. Yeah. The movement kill Kennedy, right? It it all starts when one person brings it up. Now, you may have a situation where you know, one person brings it up, and the next thing you know, they're like, "Yeah, well, you know, we were all thinking it. We just wasn't saying it." So, yeah, we we've kind of got some ideas in our head too because we've been thinking about it. But it all starts with one person. Every movement, every sickness, 
every virus starts one person, okay? Because somebody gets it and then spreads it, whether it be ideas or illnesses or whatever it is, okay? It spreads. Now, if we're fortunate, some things don't spread. If we're unfortunate, some things do spread. I'm going to talk today about three things that we do not want to spread. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You do not want these to spread. You may think you do. You may think you know. You may think you got a handle on this. You know, yeah, no, I, I know, and I'm going to, no, you don't. You don't have a clue, okay? And sincerely, I'm going to fill you in. And I'm going to tell you as to why you don't want these to spread. Now, maybe when it, maybe when we're done, maybe you say, well, you, you didn't really tell me anything. I, I, still, I, 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 I still want these to spread, Kevo. You don't know what you're talking about. And the fact of the matter is, you'd be wrong. Okay, so, I'm telling you, these three things, you do not want them to spread. Okay? All right. So, all of these are in the state of Illinois, too. Illinois has proven they have lost their ever-loving minds. They have no clue. No clue as to what they're doing. And the fine, fine governor, Mr. J.B. Pritzker, it all starts with him. Now, I promised myself, as well as a dear friend of mine, that I was going to go out of my way to watch my language. And so I'm going to do just that after after I make this one little bitty, just little bitty detour on the language thing. It's not, not a big thing, just a little thing, okay? All right. Illinois Democrat, J- Governor J.B. Pritzker, he gloated at the signing, at this, at, at this signing ceremony stating, Illinois now officially prohibits the sale and distribution of these mass killing machines. He's talking about certain guns. Okay. Now, what Governor Pritzker may or may not know, I have a feeling he does, but let's do, you know what? Let's, for argument's sake, let's say he doesn't know. Okay. All right. Let's say he doesn't know this following statement. Governor. You're a dumbass. There's no other way to put it. You are. You're a dumbass. Now, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm going to not curse anymore. I'm doing real well to try to get my point across without that. But that had to be said. So let's start with the Illinois gun grab. Okay, the new law that was enacted in 2023, January 2023, bans the sale of nearly 200 different types of so-called assault weapons including AR-15, not an assault weapon, and AK-47, not an assault weapon. All right. The law also bars the sale 
of magazines that have more than 15 rounds of ammunition for handguns and more than 10 rounds of ammunition for a long gun. All right. So, you heard what what J.B. Pritzker said. Illinois now officially prohibits the sale and distribution of these masculine machines. Problem is, is this. If only the governor knew, and I think he does, really, seriously, I think he does know this. He just refuses to acknowledge it. But if only Pritzker either knew or acknowledged, uh, if he were a student of facts and not just someone, you know, afraid of scary-looking guns, he would recognize the ineffectiveness of, of this law and laws like it, okay? See, so... The data does not support more gun control. It doesn't. It doesn't. Let me prove this to you, okay? Only 12%, only 12% of mass killings are mass public shootings. Yeah. Only 12% of mass killings are mass public shootings. Now, now, I'll be the first to say. One mass shooting is too many. One mass shooting is too many. But most mass killings are of a family. Murders of family members or intimate partners. And felony-related killings is another reason for mass shootings. Robberies or gang-related turf issues. So, let's think about that. Robberies and or gang-related turf issue battles. Like, you're on my turf, I'm on your turf. Like the, you know, like the Sosas and the, and the Greasers and the Sosas, okay? All right. And then, murders of family members or intimate partners. So, the first thing we got to do is like, all right, so, so how does... Tell me, Kev, how does the government define mass shooting? Well, good question. I'm glad you asked that, audience. I'll read it to you. Got it right here. So the mass shooting definition, according to Britannica and our good friends over at the Guggenheim, mass shooting, also called active shooter incident, as defined by the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, an event in which one or more individuals are actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in a populated area. Implicit in this definition is the shooters use firearm. The FBI is not setting minimum number of casualties to qualify an event of mass shooting, but U.S. statute, here we go, defines a mass killing as three or more killings in a single incident. That's important. It's important that we recognize that. Okay, U.S. statute. Three or more killings in a single incident. Okay. All right. So, I can Google it if you'd like me to, but for argument's sake, I won't do it right this second, but I will have it a little bit later. 
three or more three or more deaths in a in in a in in one incident so i walk in to uh uh, uh you know the 711 and i fire off three shots three shots happened to kill three different people that's a mass shooting well, that's in public, right? So, so, so your your brain and like mine would, it's like, okay, that makes it right. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. What if I come home, pull up in my driveway, get my firearm out of my vehicle, uh, out of my jeep, make sure it's loaded, rack a load in it, make sure now there's one ready, which of course there is one in in mine all the time, but I make sure there's the load. In the chair, ready to go. I walk inside where my wife, let's say, all right, let's say my wife, my, 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 uh, one of my grandchildren, a friend of hers, and, and my sister in law are standing in the living room or kitchen area talking. I walk in and pow, 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 pow. That's a mass shooting. See, mass shootings are defined as an incident in which three or poor three excuse me, three or more people read it one more time, mass killing as three or more killings in a single incident. All right. So when you go to Google or you go to one of these apps and you read we have had 230 mass shootings in the U.S. Do not lie to me. Yes, you do. You automatically equate that with somebody walked into a department store, grocery store, church, school, uh, a, a public place, and opened fire. That's what you think. That's where your mind immediately goes. Only that's not the case. That's not the case. Some of them, yes. But the majority of these are family and or gang related. Gang related. So, for example, most mass killings, family, murders of family members or intimate partners, felony related killer, excuse me, killing, sorry, which are robberies or gang related type turf battles, right? Mass public shootings, so mass public shootings. We're talking about the incidents where someone crazed, a lunatic, a psychopath, a sociopath, someone that has zero, zero respect for anyone, whether it be color, whether it be uh, uh, sex, no it doesn't matter, all right? You walk, you get out of your vehicle, you walk in a school, a church, a mall, a grocery store, a park, whatever it is, and you open fire and you kill three or more people. A mass public shooting accounts for less than one half of 1% of all gun deaths every year. Let's make sure. We stay with that, okay? Mass public shootings account for less 
than one half of 1% of all gun deaths every year. See, ABC News reports there are only 20 million assault rifles in the United States. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, only 20 million? Yeah, only 20 million. That's a fraction of the estimated 400 million guns in the country. In 2019, handguns were used in 62% of the nation's gun murders. 62%. That's according to FBI data. Now, According to a 2016 survey of prison inmates from the Bureau of Justice Statistics, handguns were the most common type of gun possessed by federal and state prisoners. About 18% of the prisoners said they possessed a handgun, and 2% or less possessed a rifle or shotgun. That's according to ABC News. See, This is just the bottom line. And you know this. You know this. But for some reason, we let this just go through in one ear and out the other. We don't think about this next statement enough. We don't think about it. The bottom line, criminals, by definition, do not care about the law. That's what makes them criminals. The same prison inmate survey found that 7% of prisoners purchased their weapon under their own name from a licensed dealer. 7%. More than half of the prisoners had stolen their handgun. Found it at the scene of a crime. Obtained it off the street from an underground market. They broke the law to get it. That's what criminals do. So by and large, what the state of Illinois is doing is they are almost guaranteeing that criminals have the average citizen out-armed and out ammo. Because not necessarily for people who have weapons, who have a a collection or stockpile or or four or five or eight or ten, whatever, okay? No. But for the the young kid that's 17 right now, and he's fixing to turn 18, and he's law-abiding, God-fearing, just stickler for the rules, came from a family that believes in the Second Amendment that hunts, fishes, that that outdoorsy, but also protects his or her family by any mean necessary. The future for them is going to be different because you're making sure, JB, that criminals who don't obey the law, okay, they don't run out and get guns legally through the process. No, they don't do that. You're making sure that they, that they, outgun and out-ammo 
your law-abiding citizen. That's what this does. That's exactly what this does. Furthermore, from August 1988 through August 2019, so think about this. From August 1988 through August 2019, more than 85% of mass public shootings occurred in gun-free zones. Gun-free zones. I'm going to repeat that. August 1988 through August of 2019, more than 85% of mass public shootings occurred in gun-free zones. Criminals do not care about the law. So new gun laws, old gun laws, gun laws in general will not affect them. They're not paying attention to them. They could give a shit less. I said it again. Darn it, darn it, darn it. I'm trying. They could give a crap less about those laws. They do not care. So tell me again, JB. What what are you banning? You're banning law-abiding citizens from getting firearms. From getting certain kinds of firearms. That's all you're doing. Now I know what you're going to say. Right? You're going to say. Why does somebody need this kind of weapon? Or why does somebody need that kind of weapon? Or why does someone need this? Someone need that? Okay. And, And let's say for a second. Let's say. That you did the argument. You know. Well, when the Second Amendment was written, they were using muskets, you know, right, right, powder loading, just old gun, right? Let's say you use that argument. By that rationale, be careful when you use that argument. Don't use that argument, okay? That argument doesn't work because now we can flip that argument. Okay, okay, if that's the case, fine. That's the argument you want to use. Fine. What I'm going to need you to do is I'm going to need you from now on out at two in the morning when you got to pee. I'm going to need you to go outside and do it. Huh? When that urge hits you, I'm going to need you to go lean up against a tree or build you a wooden box and go in it. All right? I'm going to need you to not text or Facebook. Huh? about laws that you won't pass, about how guns are evil. I want you to take a lantern, I want you to pop it up, and I want you to use your quill and your ink, and I want you to write it out beautifully. Because a lot of things back then were done a certain way because we didn't have the technology we had today. Bathrooms, plumbing, Indoor plumbing. That's a hell of a that's a hell of an invention, isn't it? Right? Firearms, ink pens, electricity. See, lots of things were different. Do you really want to go there? I mean, if you want to, we can. Right? See, that's the argument you make. That's the argument. 
That's not a good one. We were given access to the same types of weapons, by and large, that the average, hear me out, average soldier, there were no average soldiers, my point is, that the random soldier walked with into battle. Today, we're not even given, (laughs) we know the weaponry that the military has today. It's just unfathomable. We, We can't even begin to fathom the weaponry that they have at their fingertips. So, what we do have, the, the, the firearms we do have, whether it be handguns, the, the AR-15s, the AK-47s, the, the, the sniper-type rifles, you know, you know, one shot, you know, 1,000 yards, you know, 1,500 yards, that's nothing in comparison to what the military has. But fact of the matter is, is this is the bottom line. Who are you, J.B.? Who are you to tell a law-abiding citizen what weaponry they should be able allowed to carry or not? Yet, I bet you when your security follows your sorry butt and protects you, I bet you they have access to whatever they need. Hence, proving you know, why is it that these egotistical politicians, they just assume that their life is so much more valuable than ours, that he should be protected any way deemed necessary. But I, I shouldn't be able to protect my family any way I deem necessary. I shouldn't be able to use the same, uh, uh, have access to the same catalog of weapons that JB security have. No, no, no. This guy is special now. Special. So think about this. This is crazy. August 1988, August 2019, more than 85% of mass public shootings occurred in gun-free zones. In addition, you know, I'm going to tell you something. And I don't blame them. So this law will likely be strictly enforced in Chicago, of course. All right, that gar pit, godless place. But most Illinois County sheriffs have issued statements announcing they will not enforce this law. More than half the countries in the state have passed resolutions declaring themselves Second Amendment sanctuary counties. And if our leaders really wanted to save lives, should they be banning cars and trucks? 46,980 people died in motor vehicle crashes nationwide in 2021. 46,980 people died in motor vehicle crashes nationwide in 2021. By contrast, less than half that number of people, 20,958, 
died as a result of gun violence. The right to bear arms is guaranteed in the Constitution. The right to drive a car is not. One, one is a right. The right to bear arms. The other is a privilege. Make our life a little easier. It's a simple comparison, but it shows how politicians aren't worried about saving lives. They're worried about making headlines. That's what they're worried about. Worried about making headlines. And the Illinois gun law does allow those who own the now banned guns and magazines prior to the law enactment, they can keep them, but only if they are registered with law enforcement effectively created the Illinois gun registry. Nope, nope, nope. Nope, nope, nope. No. I, I, I'm not doing it. I will not do it. I will not put a list together of the firearms I own and send them to a sheriff, a state police. I won't put them, I will, I will, I will not give them to the AT. not doing it. All right? When I buy a firearm, it goes through a process. If you want to get it and save it then, that's up to y'all. Other than that, you're not getting it from me. I'm not going on a list that you could pass out and go, okay, well, hey, look, we, we go to the Meredith household because, look, this is what he's got. Okay, so, be, no, I'm not doing that. It's none of your damn business. It's nobody's business. Yeah. Not satisfied with disarming law-abiding citizens, Illinois also decided to become one of the only states to eliminate cash bail for people arrested and awaiting trial for their crimes. I told you, I'm going to give you three things that we do not want to see spread. Number one, Illinois' gun laws. We don't want to see it spread. Number two, the doing away, the elimination of cash bail for people arrested and awaiting trial of their crimes. Under the new law called the SAFE-T Act, judges across Illinois will not require those charged with a crime to post bail in order to leave jail while they await trial. Prosecutors from rural southern Illinois to Chicago are concerned by section of the law that they say appears to identify a subset of crimes in which the only reason a defendant could be held in jail awaiting trial is if there is a high likelihood they'll flee to avoid prosecution. Those crimes include Aggravated battery, robbery, burglary, aggravated DUI, kidnapping, vehicular homicide, and all drug offenses. Now think about that. So you've got prosecutors. And they say, this sub, this certain types of crimes, which the only reason a defendant could be held in jail when he trial is if there's a high likelihood they'll run. So they're like, no, no, we're not going to set bail. No, 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 no. No bail. You're going uh, you, 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 to sit your butt in here until we have trial. No. We're letting a large number of these criminals go. 
aggravated battery, robbery, burglary, aggravated DUI, kidnapping, vehicular homicide, drug offenses. We're letting these criminals, okay, here's your court date. We'll see you later, buddy. Hey, hey, you be good. You hear me? Look at, look at me. Look at me. You be good, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. You gave me your word. You get out there. You be somebody. You think that's how that's going down? Dude, do you think how that's going down? No, it's not, huh, buddy? No, it's not going down that way. The Illinois Fraternal Order of Police opposed the law and called a recent decision by the Illinois State Supreme Court a slap in the face to those who enforce laws and the people those laws are supposed to protect. The court ignored the pleas of nearly every prosecutor in the state of Illinois, Democrat and Republican, that the elimination of cash bail will put dangerous criminals back on the street instead of keeping them in jail or forcing them to post cash bail as they await trial. The policy will almost inevitably result in more crime, with many examples of its shortcomings in other liberal cities. In Yellow County, California, the district attorney's office conducted a review of the rearrest of people released from under the Zero Cash Bail Initiative. The study found that more than 70% of those released were rearrested, with 29% of rearrested for a crime of violence, including murder, attempted murder, kidnapping, robbery, carjacking, and domestic violence. So, Today, in Yolo County, California, somebody, I'm going to use another curse word, and I'm sorry, okay? No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I don't do it. Some woman had the crap beaten out of her and was sent to a hospital because some degenerate, psychopath, husband, boyfriend, whatever, was let out of jail, no cash bail, gets out of jail, and is rearrested for a crime like that. Domestic battery, domestic violence, murder, attempted murder. Here's your, this is your no cash bail, guys. 70% of those that were given the no cash bail, were rearrested, and 29 of that 70% crimes, murder, attempted murder. Yeah. Kidnapping, robbery, carjacking, and domestic violence. And now, and now, for the third and final Strike. I mean, when I say strike, I don't mean baseball like you're out. I mean like bowling. Like, man, y'all just keep rolling. For the turkey, if you call it. Ain't that what they call three strikes in a row in bowling, right, turkey? For the turkey. For the hat trick. For the greatest thing we've ever heard in the history of mankind. The Brain Trust in Illinois have gotten together. I didn't give you two things that you don't want to spread, right? All right. The Brain Trust in Illinois has gotten together and decided. You know what? I got an idea. I got an idea. Let me tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Tell me, tell me. 
We're going to make non-citizens. We're going to make it where they can become police officers. And they can arrest American citizens. How's that sound? What, what do you, I don't understand what you mean. All right, so we're going to, Illinois, we're going to put together a bill. We're going to number it 3751. And we're going to sign it into law because I know, I know all these people in Illinois do anything to say. This is J.B. Pritzker talking, by the way, not Kevo. This I'm J.B. Pritzker, okay? You just got an exclusive interview with him. J.B., go ahead. I know they'll do everything I say, okay? And I tell them, what, this is what we're going to do is we're going to put this thing in law here. Now, what's going to happen? We're going to sign it in. And start January 1, 2024, we'll allow illegal immigrants with valid federal work permits. So, valid federal work permits, and DACA recipients. So, if, you got, if you're an illegal immigrant, okay, and you got a valid federal work permit, or you're a DACA recipient, we're going to allow you to join law enforcement in Illinois. And I know, I know right now that, uh, that federal law, uh, you know, wildly prohibits this. I know. But what could go wrong? You know, as governor of Illinois, I'm going to do everything in my power to give the criminal more power than the average citizen. And that, my friend, that's what the average Illinoisian, Illinoisianite, Illinoisian, what is it? Do y'all know what it is? Y'all don't know. I don't know either. Hell, I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Y'all can see I do this. It's great, okay? So I'm just going to keep going like I know. All right, we're going to allow the the average Illinoisanite. Is it, is it Illinois? I, you still don't know? I figured you'd find it by now. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, look, here's what I'm getting at, okay? We're going to give the power to the illegal immigrant. We're going to take the freedom and power from the American citizen. And that, my friend, that is what you call a place I want to live. It's a place I want to raise a family, and I want to go to school, and I want to get involved in go to churches. I want to be a community activist in a place like this. This is what could go wrong. My name is J.B. Pritzker, and I approve this message. What you got to say about that, Kevo? That was a official word statement <clears throat> from Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Uh, we were able to get him on the phone. I I, I don't I don't know how uh, we did that. Uh, thanks to the people of our show, producers of our show. Y'all are great. I, I thought I was the only one here, but I don't know how they did it. But I'm amazed. Yeah, you know, round of applause for them. You know what I'm saying? Work done. All right. So so these three laws reinforce that the left actually embraces violence and chaos. This is not proof. This ain't proof right here. Disarm citizens, free criminals, make illegal immigrants police officers. By God, this is the kind of place where I want to be involved right here. This is actually happening.
actually 100% happening. You have got to be shitting me. I said it again, Doug. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm trying. You got to give me credit here for a second. I mean, this is pretty, this is the craziest, it's one of the craziest things I've ever heard, man. I, I, I can't believe I actually have discussed these three things with you. We are taking legal, legal guns out of law-abiding citizens' hands. Okay? This is, this is what, really, think about this. Taking legal weaponry out of law-abiding citizens' hands, making it illegal now, Okay? Well, I could keep those weapons, but now I got to put them. I got to make them part of a registry. I got to check them in with sheriff department, mayor. No, I'm not doing that. Okay, all right. So that's that's one thing Illinois is doing. Number two, no more cash bail. All right, I go. I beat the crap out of my wife. I really, really mess her up good. You know, like really give her one run across the kisser. Right? You know? All right? Man, eh. hey, you go out and be good. Look at me, Mr. Meredith. Don't do it again. You hear me? Yes, sir. I'm I'm serious. Do not do it again. Yes, sir. All right. You're going out there. All right. Week later, two weeks later, I decide. Well, I don't. Hey, he said, don't do it again to my wife. <laughs> he didn't say nothing about my girlfriend. All right. Go out. I get tied one on. Drink a few PBR or a, a, a natural light or a bush light or something like that. And I just take two men. I just start hitting on my girlfriend. I get arrested again, Mister. What did we tell you? Yeah, I know, man. I got to get better. All right. Here's your court date. You going out there? Don't do this again. Now. Now. Two domestic violence charges. Within a week, 10 days. No cash bail. There I go. Don't tell me it hadn't happened. It has. It has. Earlier this year, a man arrested, uh, excuse me, arrested, sorry. A man arrested domestic violence charges. Choking. Choking his wife. Eight days later, punches, kicks, beats his pregnant girlfriend. No cash bail on either one of them. No, 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 nothing. Nothing. Hey, that's okay. And I'm going to be honest with you. These no cash bail, this whole debate started, I'm going to be simply honest with you, because the powers to be, the J.B. Pritzkers of the world, said, stuff is racist. It targets black and brown people. Hey, J.B., no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It targets criminals. That's who it targets. It doesn't target anybody particular. It doesn't target a certain race or a demographic specifically. The only one it targets is criminals. Now, 
if you're telling me you look at the data and the majority of people creating problems for themselves and winding up getting arrested are black people or brown people or people of color or people of a certain race, then what you're doing makes zero sense. Zero sense. Huh? Where's the rehabilitation initiative? Where's the education initiative? Where's the initiative to put more, yes, more police officers in these communities to make sure that these people are not only arrested, but they're arrested and they are put away as they should, especially for violent repeat offenders. And your prison system be set up to rehabilitate. Uh, that makes sense to me. But letting people back out on the streets after beating their wife and then eight days later beating their pregnant girlfriend, yeah, that that that's perfect, man. That's what they need to do. Makes all the sense in the world right there, JB. You got it going, my brother. You got it going. The left, here's the deal. They know the answer to this gun crisis. They just don't like it. Reducing the number of criminals Reducing the number of criminal shootings requires authorities to enforce gun laws that are in place rather than pleading them down. That's what happens. You have lazy prosecutors. You have lazy, worthless, godless, despicable prosecutors. And instead of prosecuting the crimes and enforcing them, they plea them down. And they turn them away. That is the biggest problem. You need to expand the right for law-abiding citizens to legally carry a concealed weapon, number one. I'm telling you, criminal walks in a 7-Eleven, a park, and he's firing this way. Somebody like myself or a counterpart approaches from behind him and puts three in his head. I bet you the next criminal thinks a little bit. I'm not saying it's going to stop it right away, but you get two or three of those happening. I bet it starts gaining a little traction and they start going, yeah, maybe this ain't a great idea. Maybe I need to rethink this. Maybe I need to do something. You know, the majority of criminals planning public shootings are doing it in gun-free zones. Because they know that a lot, not all, but a big number, probably 95, 98% of law-abiding citizens are going to obey the law, the exact opposite of what they do. Illinois. Illinois. We are taking guns out of American citizens' hands. We are doing away with cash bail on serious offenses. 
Serious offenses. Aggravated battery, robbery, burglary, aggravated DUI, kidnapping, vehicle, homicide, and all drug offenses. Doing away with cash bail. And we have now, Illinois has bill. 3751 was just signed into law and beginning January 1, 2024, will allow illegal immigrants with valid federal work permits and DACA recipients to join law enforcement in Illinois. Here's where we are, ladies and gentlemen. I told you, start the show. I was going to give you three, three viruses, three pandemics that you don't want to spread. You do not want these spreading. Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. I'll debate any of you anytime on these three issues. Tell me where you want to meet. Tell me how you want to do it. Let's do it publicly. This right here is a farce. This is going to get more people killed. Can you imagine being pulled over? Can you imagine being pulled over and not having your firearm registered with the sheriff's department legally purchased years ago. That's not an issue, but being pulled over and you did not. And I'm not going to, if I was in Illinois, I wouldn't do it either. I'm not registering, putting a list of my guns together and giving it to the sheriff's department to put on file. But imagine being pulled over and you've got a gun in your vehicle. And an illegal immigrant that's not even in this country legally, that has not been given their citizenship, has a gun, a badge, and a pair of handcuffs for you. I want you to let that sink in. That is absolutely despicable in ways that I cannot even begin to describe despicable. We're going to continue to let this happen. Continue to let it happen. You know why? Because when it comes time for election, Democrats do what Democrats do. Huh? They play the race card. Hey, guys, the, the, those people out there, they don't care nothing about you. Those Republicans, conservatives, and I've told you time and time again, I'm not Republican. I call myself a constitutional conservative, and I say that because Republicans, 97% of them today, are cowards. They're cowards. They're not strict enough for me. They don't care enough about the Constitution, our Second Amendment. They don't care enough about God, family, country. So I am not a Republican. However, if my choice 
is between a Republican or this nonsense. I mean, I got I don't have much of a choice there, do I? We're going to continue to allow this to happen. Because every election time and every time they're on a TV or there's a camera in front of them or there's there, there, there there's a there's a chance to be heard. These Democrats are going to play the race card. It is it is extremely upsetting to think that this can happen in the United States of America. There is no other way to put it. We are losing this country and it's almost flipped a little too far to not being able to get it back. We're, we're right there on the cusp. This right here made it flip big time that way. Illegal immigrants. Police officers. State of Illinois. Never thought I'd live to see the day. Um, Jim Nellies is a Navy veteran and supply chain consultant based in Chicago. His articles have appeared in Washington Examiner, Newsweek, FoxNews.com, and The Daily Wire. He has served as a chief procurement officer, chief supply chain officer, and chief operations officer for multiple companies. So the article I just read, or just, or basically I read this almost word for word. But I, 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 little at a time, I didn't read it all the way through, just this paragraph, this paragraph, this paragraph, this paragraph, over, over an hour. So this article was by Jim Nellies. He is a Navy veteran. So the views expressed in this piece are those of the author and do not currently represent those of the Daily Wire, which is where I got this. Now, I'll tell you this. The views of that article match mine 100%. This is disgusting. These three laws reinforce what the left does. They embrace violence. They embrace chaos. They want this institution, this idea, this beautiful country. They want it in shambles. Because they play. They play to that. And when people are desperate, it's easy to play on their desperation. This is what left does. This is what they do. Disarm citizens, free criminals, and give illegal immigrants power over you. That's what's happening right now in a city, in a state in the United States of America. Welcome. Welcome. The water is warm. Jump on in. This is a nightmare beyond any nightmare that we ever thought we would hear. This is terrible. We better start doing something. I'm telling you. People of Illinois, you better stand up, start marching, or do something. I cannot believe y'all keep voting these imbeciles, these vile anti-American maggots into office. Cannot believe it.
All right, thank you to our sponsor, RHTC. We appreciate all you do for us. Thank you so much. Uh, I want you to think about these three things and understand that I wasn't wrong at the beginning, okay? I was going to give you three things, three three uh, viruses that you do not want to spread. And it all starts somewhere. All right? When one state or city does it, that's when another one over here looks and goes, you, you know what, that's not about, you know, we need to adopt those. And they do it. And then it starts spreading. That's all it takes. You plant it one place. When one other person goes, you know what? We need to look at that. That's it. That's it. We better start doing something. Thanks to our sponsor, RHTC, for all you uh, do for us. Can't do it without you. Uh, Let's get busy, guys. Better do something. I'm telling you, I'm going to end this here because I'm going to say things I don't want to say. Anyway, thank you so much. God bless you wherever you are out there, whatever you're doing. I hope you're the best at it. I hope you're doing all you want and more. I hope your family is healthy and happy and, and that you're just uh, you're, you're on cloud nine. You can't be if you're in Illinois, but most of the point, maybe. I, I don't know. Anyway, God bless you. Thank you for listening. It means a lot. Share this. Uh, uh, leave go go comment send me a message on facebook the facebook page is unwavering toxic masculinity from the dude's den on facebook or tiktok at unwavering uh, check me out please it means a lot we need comments we need feedback etc until next time guys it's your podcast and it's rooted in god family and country and it's rooted staunchly in god family and country the three most important things in my life, God, family, country. Until next time, unwavering, toxic masculinity from the dude's den. God bless.